And this episode of the Disney Dads Podcast is brought to you by Away With Me Travel, the official travel agency of the Disney Dads Podcast and our YDF Media. There's nothing better than traveling to Walt Disney World over the holidays. Right now, we have an amazing offer going on for our Disney Dads family. Tell me a little bit about it, Jamie. I'm so excited to be able to bring this incredible offer to our family, and that is if you book a vacation package now through the end of December 2019, we are giving a complimentary party ticket to either Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party or Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. So contact us for details, and we can get you that incredible offer. Contact us at show at awaywithmetravel.com, and we can't wait to get you to these amazing parties today. Welcome to the Disney Dads Podcast. My name is Jason. Once again, I am here with my two incredible friends, two, well, when I say incredible guys, I mean amazing guys, Justin and Mike, and tonight we're going to have a great time, guys. I've been looking forward to this all day because today's been one of those days where, you know what, I really need this tonight, and I know a lot of you out there have had those days, so hopefully we can uh, kind of put a Band-Aid on your day as well if you're having one of those. But enough about me, Mike, and Justin. How are you guys doing today? Doing good, man. I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm excited to talk about tonight's topic. topic because it's been one of those things that I've been waiting for for a long time. And uh, like you said, it's been one of those crazy weeks. And it's nice to be able to kind of kick back, relax, and enjoy uh, what we've been gifted with this week. Nothing has been better than Tuesday being able to turn on the TV and know I have tons of stuff to watch. But... Um, that leads me to my question for you guys. Uh, first off, I'm doing great. You go, you asked that one. I have to answer that one. Everything's great here, but ask me my question for you guys. Do you guys plan out your meals for your family ahead of time? Because my whole thing is now that we've had this, I didn't want to leave the house for like days at a time. How far advanced can you guys plan meals? So Laura and I plan our meals for the week. And if we plan five days ahead of time, if we get one of those meals right, we did good. Really? <laughs> I was going to say, man, we, we, we're the same way, man. I got, I've, we've planned on making this hamburger like for the last four days, you know, and I'm like, all right, you know, maybe we should probably either cook it or toss it. I don't know. Yeah, we do our grocery list on Sunday, so we kind of right. get all, all of our prep for the week. All right, so Monday we'll have this, Tuesday we'll have this, Wednesday we'll have that. Got it all planned out. So it winds up being Monday we order Chinese, Tuesday we order pizza, Wednesday we order this. So yeah, we never wind up cooking what we plan out for the week. Good. I'm not glad I'm not the only one because yeah, we do the same thing. We're like, all right, let's run the store. I'm going to get groceries for the entire week. I'm going to get stuff to make something. We're at pork chops. We're going to have chicken alfredo, do all this. And then I swear, man, by like day two, we're like, 
We don't want anything we've planned for the week. Everything that we talked about sounds disgusting, and we're like, let's do steaks. And all of a sudden, you're at the store again, getting all new groceries, <laughs> getting all new stuff, or you're going out to eat and getting steaks. It's just, I don't know how these Dude, families your, do your, it. Your steak and mushroom risotto is pretty hard it's to pass pretty on up, point, you man. know. It's Yeah, when that crosses the mind, it's kind of one of those... You know, I think we're going to have that tonight. Plus, you got all the beautiful weather down there, always. You know, it's not always. So that makes it's a raining in the 30s here. I haven't had the opportunity, obviously, to sit down with Mike and break bread at, at, at his, his and his uh, domain. And from what I hear between you, your friends, and your family, food is not a shortage at all, ever. So um, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, Justin, I wanted to mention something to you here before we get into that. You said not leaving the house. Um, have you kept Rye home from school and you guys just been cuddle buddied and catching up on all the Disney movies? Or? No, I'm I'm a I'm a uh, I'm not that good of a parent. Oh, you're being yeah, selfish. exactly. Send her to school so okay. I have my time. Are you kidding me? All yeah, right. right, dude. Today alone. So today was funny because I had all intentions. Yesterday I I worked like crazy getting tons of stuff done for for a bunch of. Uh, bunch of people traveling and, and doing all that and stuff around the house because I had planned on Friday being my day to like, all right, I'm going to hang out, watch Disney Plus all day, catch up on stuff. And uh, I didn't get to do any of that because I woke up, took Riley to school, and then Katie had to teach at the hospital and it was rainy and cold and she would have had to walk for a while. And so I drove her down. So then I drove her down. By the time I got back, I had a few things that I had to do here. Then I had to run an errand. Then I had a buddy who uh, had a tire pop, and I had to go help him. Then I had to go pick up Katie at the hospital, come back. We cooked dinner. We did homework, which, hold on a second here. Second grader, right? And her spelling word included neighborhood. I couldn't spell neighborhood until I was 31. So <laughs> I don't know how in the world you know she starts to learn to, to spell neighborhood. But we did uh, homework, which took almost two hours. And uh, and here we are. So I didn't get to watch a lot, but I got to watch some of the stuff. I'm still beyond shocked that your friend asked you to come help with a tire. <laughs> I, I love I love you like a brother, but you're probably the last person in the world that I would ask for help with a tire. Does that say something about Must me? Must have been a pretty desperate friend. <laughs> you just picture him, like you know, he's scrolling. It's like his uh, names are in his phone by last name, and he's just scrolling through A's, B's, C's. He calls thirty or forty people in a row, and just no one's there to help. And then he gets to to S, and you just you hear the music. Music in the background going, you know, it's like, I uh, guess, whatever. So, just there's a lot of things you are, and there's a lot of things you can do. Changing a tire would not be at the top of my list. I can change a tire. Actually, before we jump into this, I'm gonna tell you a really funny story. And the reason I learned to not mess up changing tire, I used to have a old '76 CJ5 Jeep, and I took the tires off of it to paint the undercarriage one time, and I forgot to tighten the lug nuts back on the front left <laughs> wheel. And I got doing a, this thing didn't have doors or anything. I got doing about 30 miles per hour down the road, 35 miles per hour down the road. And that front left wheel popped off and started bouncing. But boom, ba boom, ba boom. There's sparks <laughs> going everywhere where it's going through the road. And the tire takes one hit and goes straight into the windshield of a van, of an oncoming van, right? They're safe. They're fine. And I get the Jeep stopped. And I, luckily, the door opens to the van. And it was one of the doctors from my hometown. And I played soccer with his son since I was little. And he looks and he's like, You okay? I was like, Yeah. He's like, we're fine. We'll cover the windshield. Don't worry about it. I'm glad you're safe. And I'm like, all right, now I know to check those lug nuts, make sure those things are safe on there. <laughs> all right. I, I got nothing on that one, Mike. I, I, I got, oh, I got, fudge. 
Oh, yeah, yeah right. Exactly. <laughs> Can you picture my face in a three-speed Jeep with no doors and that thing, that tire going off and the sparks just flying in the air, you know, and all of a sudden it's, it was like slow motion. Uh, it's, it's like I've never forget my Nana, the time she fell into the Christmas tree. And it was like the world just completely slowed down. And she she literally went, oh, and then she said a curse word after that. But it was so slow. It was one of those, like, you saw it in a, in a distant memory. And my family at Christmas, to this day, we still will look at each other and just go, oh. And we'll see. That's great. Welcome to the show, everybody. <laughs> Love it. What is our show now? Since we're so off topic here, well, for I don't the five listeners anymore. that are still listening, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. Well, if you don't know what tonight's topic's about by now, then we have a problem because this week Disney rolled out one of the greatest, newest additions to the Disney family, and that is Disney Plus, the newest streaming service to come uh, to your television, smart devices, uh, everything around around the United States. Uh, I didn't know what to expect because I had my doubts about what would happen on a launch date just for the fact that they had not let you download the app previously. It wasn't there. You had to wait until you know it went live. I thought for sure they would roll the app out, let everyone kind of download it, and then have like a countdown on the app or a place to like sign up on the app or something like that. The one the case though, it was um it was for me, I actually stayed awake. It was 2.30 in the morning, East Coast time, that it went live for me on Roku and Apple TV, and I was able to download. And uh, I had no issues um, whenever I downloaded and started streaming. What happened with you guys? Uh, we had um, uh, it was a, a couple of them wouldn't play. Like I was looking at uh, a couple of the uh, some of the old school um, sitcoms, the old cartoons. Uh, they they wouldn't play. It was just kind of. Uh, it was there, you know what I mean. It was there, but it was not right, able right. to play. Mike, I think you ran into that too. Did did you not? Yeah, when a I couple f- of them. When I first downloaded it, I had the Mandalorian wouldn't play. Of course, the first mm-hmm. thing I wanted to see, and then after about an hour, it was there. So uh, by the time I got home and was settled in, it was all good. And I lit- oh, the funny thing was, I started playing the Mandalorian, and I was watching it at home, and. I'm not gonna, you know, no, no spoilers. We're not gonna give anything away. But I'm watching it, and the first couple of scenes, and they're talking that weird language, and there's some subtitles. Then it can, it's continuing to talk in a language that I just don't know, and I'm like, what is going on here? There's no subtitles. Apparently, I must have gotten some kind of international feed or whatever it was. Once Carl Weathers came on there and started talking in a different language, I'm like, this ain't right. So I had to restart <laughs> it, and I missed the first 15 minutes. But I had to re- I redid it again. But I'm like, oh, that's much better in English. Now I'm really liking this show. You didn't. You didn't learn Star Wars, huh? Not that big of a fan, are we? Uh, you know, it was. I think it was German. It, you know, it's, I know Spanish. It yeah. definitely wasn't Spanish, and okay. um, you know, it, it it could have been some Star Wars lingo in there too. But I don't know. Okay, all things considering, guys, let's just let's 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 be completely transparent here and be very direct in what I'm going to say. This was a very smooth rollout, all things considering. Ten million subscribers in one day. Uh, that's a look. How, look, how many times on PlayStation has PlayStation crashed when we got a new game? The new servers go yeah. down, and they already know they're going to have millions of people uh, playing. You know, so all things considering, guys, uh, any hiccups that people had, you know, within a couple hours, it was all fixed. So I, I, I would call Disney out on this if they did it wrong. But man, I, I really think they did it right. 
Yeah, and I was not expecting that because of the fact of, like, we didn't have the, you know, everyone was going to be downloading that app at the same time. And now you're relying on, like, systems to download the app. You're relying on Apple. You're relying on, my, you know, right. that's the crazy right. part. Like, your fate's in other people's hands now. So, like, if they had rolled it out a month ago and said, now we're going to give you a month to make sure nothing sure. goes wrong with people being able to download this app. Man, that's did, that's got some guts. But did to they it right not there. do it right by not having you download the app directly from Disney? Let's throw yeah. it in Apple's yeah. basket. Let's throw it in Google yep. Play basket and let those guys yep. handle it because they have a time and true tested system. Mm-hmm. So, Justin, I think you'll be able to attest to this. Whoever the IT team is working with that Disney Plus needs to help working with Disney. Uh, IT in general, you know, when it comes to making fast passes, oh oh, because we no know idea. what a disaster that can be, and for this to be a rollout as smooth as it did, they should probably learn their lesson from this because uh, it was definitely a lot better than, like you said, like I thought it was going to be. Oh, there's times like the Disney IT in general. Everyone hates getting Stitch, you know, pop up on their screen. From the travel agent side, we get it even more often, so it gets a little even more frustrating because, yeah, Disney IT can be rough, but with this one, they knocked it out of the park. I think they knew, too. Look, you can say a lot about Bob Iger, but the fact that in his head he thought, I'm going to purchase all this stuff, and then I have an overall goal for what I'm going to do with it, and and to be able to roll it out seamlessly in a 24-hour period... That's pretty impressive, man. That's pretty impressive. Well, it's like we were talking before. You had 10 million new subscribers at 7 bucks a month. This is yeah. $70 million of money that is already there. I mean, this is free money coming in now. Yeah, you have some new stuff coming in. What do we say? The um, the budget for uh, the Star Wars one was Mandalorian was million? $100 million and it was $12.5 million per episode. You know, I mean, right. so it's you know through through attrition. I mean, this is I mean they're already <laughs> this is this is going to be a money maker for them. Well, let's talk about this for a second because you look at something like Netflix. I mean, Netflix is still at the top of the mm-hmm. heap whenever you really think about. It. I mean, it's going to be it's going to take a while to take you know Netflix off the thing. But did you see Netflix signed a deal with Nickelodeon yesterday to try to combat what they're going to be losing with Disney. Now, some things that aren't aren't on the site yet, aren't on Disney Plus yet, still have contracts with Netflix all the way through the end of 2020. So some stuff will be coming over uh, at a later date. But the last time that we got numbers of what was actually offered on Netflix, Netflix had a little over 5,000 titles, including uh, both TVs and film. Um, Hulu had about 3,500, and uh, then about 6,600 movies in the library, which I didn't know Hulu had that many movies in its library, um, the way the service worked, it's just a little, little strange. Amazon Prime though knocks them all off the charts with over eighteen thousand movies and two thousand TV shows. Right? Wow, crazy. All right, but here's the biggest thing for me: Disney Plus rolls out, and this is where the genius Disney Plus rolls out on day one. The streaming service starts. They have over five hundred movies and over seventy five hundred episodes of TV. Yeah. Okay. So, um, hey, listen. I wanted to uh, uh, throw throw a challenge out there to one of you two guys. If you were to start watching episode one, whatever one, on the first one of this app, how much or how long would it take? How much entertainment do we have to watch every single thing on Disney Plus at this moment? Oh, I have no idea. It's weird too because Disney Plus isn't uh, 
they're not doing the the binge service like Netflix does. So it's a weekly based on their original shows. It's a weekly based thing. Do you know? Do you have a number on that? No, that's why I'm throwing it out there because I know we got oh, some. Oh, I, I want to. If somebody figures that out, you're a, you will give you a math a Disney Dad's Math Whiz Award. <laughs> yep, hundred uh, percent. But I the, the thing is, look at the two different. So you had two major platforms released within the last month. Okay, you have Disney Plus, which which comes out with over 500 movies, over 7,500 TV shows, right? Then you have Apple TV, who rolls out a free service if you purchased any Apple products in the past year, right? They have fewer than 12 shows and movies currently available. <laughs> Look at the difference of how it was handled. Okay. You see sure, what I'm saying? Sure. I mean, it's just a it's just a joke. Like I mean, it's Disney Disney has absolutely knocked this one out of the park. Yep, guys, I'm be honest with you. I, I'm a little surprised. So, I'm a little surprised it was this this um this this easy. So can we talk about the app itself first before we get into like the um I'm talking about like kind of like the general uh the feeling of the app. The layout. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um I think first of all I wanted to make the point where uh, someone made a comment um and I do not remember their name and I apologize about that. But they said I've spent the last hour or two hours just looking through the app. Oh yeah. <laughs> just mm-hmm. just just looking at what movies are available without even actually going down the road and pushing play on some, right? So a lot of, uh, you know, it's got that Netflix feel. It's got the, um, uh, broken down in different genres, which I thought they did a good job with. Um, did you did you find the app uh, uh, pleasing, visually pleasing, Mike? Did you like that? Uh, did you like the feel of it, the aesthetics of it? Yeah, it's very user-friendly. You know, a lot of these streaming services that we're all getting used to, it's kind of that same type of format, same type of signature uh, streaming service, you know, whether it be Amazon or Netflix or Hulu, uh, it's got that same kind of feel. You know, it gives you the nice little picture. You can click on something and get to watch a little bit of a trailer. Uh, it was very, very easy. Uh, I thought there would be more subcategories, but I guess as time evolves, mm-hmm. um, you know, you had the Marvel, the Star Wars, you had mm-hmm. the Disney. Um, I'm assuming that that might expand a little bit. Maybe they'll break them down into other subcategories. But same thing, scrolling through and looking at all of the stuff that they offered where it came to, you know, uh, classics and, um, you know, all of the, the trending, uh, that, which is really cool, the originals. So it was nice to go through stuff because I didn't want to go through the, the out-of-the-vault stuff because it's stuff I've seen before. So I really wanted to look at the originals. I really wanted to see some of the new stuff that was out there, what they had to offer, the Jeff Goldblum stuff that was on there. So that was cool using that little menu and just kind of filtering it into an area what you wanted to see so there was the 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 layout itself i love i think it's very user-friendly I, I love the fact that when you select a title it automatically gives you suggested titles and you're able to almost go down a, it's almost like a youtube rabbit hole <laughs> you ever do that like you know what i'm saying yeah. where you're like you, yeah. you push one video then all of a sudden you see another and you push that video and you see another and all of a sudden you find yourself three hours later laying looking, in bed at one looking at blackheads being what popped <laughs> Yeah, yeah, or, or, or hamsters, you know, yeah, like yeah. Uh, running on a wheel, and you're like, "What have I done right. with the last hour of my life?" Um, it's the same way. So you go down that rabbit hole. I love that they gave you an A to Z option on the um, on Apple TV. They did at least. I don't know about the phone. I've looked through, and I don't see that on the phone. Um, but they give you an A to Z option with that. The only downfall to this, and I'm sure it will be fixed. I am positive it will be fixed is the fact that there isn't a recently watched. Like when you oh, watch Netflix yeah, you're right. and I watch a show uh-huh. and I stop halfway through, right? Or I stop on episode four. Then 
well, as soon as I get back on Netflix, it'll say recently watched. It'll have all of my shows, movies, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I can go right back to it. This doesn't have that. So if you're watching a show or a movie and you stop, you come back later, you restart the app, you have to actually search out the movie you were you were watching or the show you were okay. watching. They're also missing the resume from point. So if you're halfway through a movie, once you come back, my experience has been it starts over from the beginning again. Um, I it, it 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 does it does resume okay because I just hit Avatar because Avatar is going to take me six weeks to watch, dude. But I'm finally starting to watch it because I've never seen it. You you know what though? I wonder if that's a glitch per what you're watching it by because the only reason I say that I watched on my Apple TV and it did resume. But then I watched on my phone, or not my phone, my Roku, and it didn't oh, resume. Oh, maybe, Mike. There you go. Yeah, it might be. Maybe. Well, do you think they have to incorporate those patches to each individual? Um, you know, I'm talking techie here, and I have no idea what I'm talking about. But, you know, each one of those has their own little, um, you know. Mike, how are you watching I'm watching it? it. Right now, I'm watching it in three different ways. I have it on my phone. I put it on there first. Mm-hmm. Then I have it. My living room TV is a smart TV. My other TV is not a smart TV, so I'm using it through the PlayStation. So when I use the PlayStation, that's where I originally got my foreign language Mandalorian, um, <laughs> which is yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. And, and there was no resume play from that. And the one that I have on my smart TV, which is my Samsung, just because they have apps built in, you know, Netflix and whatever the case is, uh, that there was no resume play on that. And I haven't seen the resume play on my phone either. And that's, a, and that's, get, that's an iPhone. I, I, I'm gonna, you know what's weird, though? I don't think it, I don't think it gave you – Jay, did it give you an option to resume? It should have just started right back where it was, right? Yeah, right, right. Like my avatar. You just came back to it, I right? Just, yeah, yeah, I just hit play, and it just was as soon as I opened it huh, up. Oh, that's so strange. I, you know what, though? Those are some of those bugs I bet they're going to fix uh, as they go sure, along. Sure, sure. You know, it's yeah, funny. Absolutely. When I went to start my TV up earlier today, there was a updated download version for the app. It, it took a, t- a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. So they're probably, you know, oh. I, I, mm-hmm. as they're going to add more stuff, they probably have to add some of the software to some of the different formats that it's being loaded on. Overall, though, I like I I think the ease of of the use of the app because for me, the one thing that uh, when you look at Amazon Prime for those of you who have Amazon Prime, and you go through it is so clunky the way it works because they have so many genres mm-hmm. to choose from, but then it's it's so repetitive. So as you scroll through, you might see the same show or movie six or right. seven different times in the same genre, mm-hmm. and it's just like. This is this is silly. This is very precise. I think there's 12 subcategories and that's it. And so as you go through it's very precise on what you want to watch. Like for Riley being able to go down and select the um the uh, uh Mickey Mouse through the years and then I'd love that it starts with Steamboat Willie and and ends with the brand new Mickey cartoons that, that have just yeah. on Disney Junior now. I mean it goes completely through the years. So How about I, I I love it. How about these these parents now that have toddlers that are super into Disney Junior, and you got yeah. that whole library at your fingertips. Everything. Uh, I, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? This is simply incredible. If because Disney Junior was on our house all day long, every day. It's not like our kids sat and watched, but it was always on, and I, I actually kind of miss it considerably. But, um, guys, what what a game changer! Seriously. Oh my gosh. If I had a ton of money, 
I would have rented a room and told Riley she had to go in this room to use Disney Plus or like like done a room in my house and done it like an old blockbuster <laughs> with like the 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 cases sure. and then just put nothing behind them so she saw the disappointment in her face as she picked each box up and there was nothing to put take home. You remember those days when you go mm-hmm. to a blockbuster and you'd want to rent something and there was not, and then you go up and, and ask the case and they'd have to dig through the pile yeah. that people had dropped off through the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah kiddos. That's what we went through. Now it's all at the touch of a fingertip. Let's back Disney it up Plus. to back when I was, you know, in your age that you're talking about. How about Mike and I? Be, well, be kind, you had please to... rewind. <laughs> yes. I'd get yeah. that oh, dollar yeah, I... fine for not rewinding it, you know? No, I had that. Oh, did you? At one point, I no, I was VHS kid. Okay. At one point, I, uh, I, w- when I turned 16, I had my own Blockbuster card, and I would go rent movies and then never return them. And so my mom went to rent a movie at one point, and we had a six hundred dollar uh, late fee bill at Blockbuster. <laughs> that wasn't fun. So anyway, um, do, now we've only had forty eight hours, guys, uh, of Disney Plus being out there for everyone to enjoy. It's all the Disney community has been talking about is Disney Plus. Let's get into the heart of what the content's been. Um, one thing I know, Mike, you were super, super excited about was the Disney Vault opening up, and the, like we got some really old school, classic, classic movies uh, to talk about. Lemonade Mouth. <laughs> did you? What? what oh, is I don't that? know. It was some Disney show my kids used to watch for years. It was part of the classic Vault stuff. It was one of the old, old school. Sammy saw it. She started going crazy. She goes, "Oh my god, they got Lemonade Mouth!" I don't know. It was one of those Disney <laughs> shows from way back when. But yeah, no, uh, no. A lot of the Disney. I'll tell you. The one thing that I like about the Disney Vault, bringing out a lot of those old movies, you know, getting back to the real topic, was the ease of it. You know, we all have them on DVD, which yeah. we, some of us even have them on VCR. And, you know, you really have to put effort into going and putting on Beauty and the Beast or putting on Sleeping Beauty. To just be able to sit there from the laziness of your couch, scroll with your remote, and just actually put it on. I think that's what makes part of this so special, too, with having these out of the vault. They're digitally remastered. You don't have to put the effort into getting up, opening a box, taking something out, rewinding a tape, or you know, starting a DVD over. So I think that adds a lot of convenience, uh, which really brings back a lot of, oh, I'm watching Sleeping Beauty, I'm watching Snow White, I'm watching all of these old, you know, Bambi was on there, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I think that's what's great about the old vault stuff. Well, even going further back, I know, Jason, you, you and I had a short conversation about the older movies that are on there like going not even animated but going the old classics you know Nostalgic. like i i old lo- yeller oh my gosh i love old yeller <laughs> apple dumpling apple dumpling gang um like all this flight of the navigator right? and jason yeah. brought up a great point <laughs> he said he said i'm a little worried to watch it because i haven't seen it in a long time and that's that's one of those like classic disney movies for you like do you hold that on a pretty high pedestal just like right? i used to hold the smurfs until i watched them <laughs> right, and it just exactly. was gone man it's just ruined right so. right so, yeah, it is. But will you watch it at some point? I think I will. I think I'll sit down with the kids and watch it. Um, I, yeah, I yeah. mean, look, some of these movies are like Mike. You just mentioned Old Yeller. I mean, look, Old Yeller was almost kind of a rite of passage. I mean, this was Treasure Island. Treasure Island. You know, it was. Um, you know, I, I, I come on, I, guys. I can't even look at. I'm all tongue tied here because there are some well, really good ones. You know, the amazing thing too is. If you really wanted access to these old movies, now you would have to buy the digital copy or order the Blu-ray. Right. or you know, yep. And you're looking 20 25 bucks every single pop. I mean, this was this is one of the most affordable um, uh, streaming services that we've seen come through. I mean, dude, 
Netflix, for the standard Netflix to where you can stream uh, in HD, it's $12.99 a month, right? Disney Plus comes in at $6.99 a month, and that's if you're paying for it off the street and you didn't do any of the pre-orders and things like that. Like, we paid for the three years up front through Disney uh, D23, and it came out to like $4 a month. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just right. crazy. It's pretty cheap entertainment. Black Hole was one I wanted to throw out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. That the the scene where, and this is a spoiler from a very old movie, but where the robot pulls the splinter from that lady's eye, that was. Oh, I'm not watching that now. That was Ooh. Um, um, no, it wasn't in her eye. It was right on her eye, on her retina, right on her lens. And but anyways, the point is, is it showed the robot was so precise, it just it just didn't even touch her eye. It just removed it gently from her. And um, uh, guys, this is such a such. Good, this is going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yeah. I'll, I want to take Riley down the old school movie like Treasure Island yep. and Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea and Old Yeller. Around the world and, in eighty like, days. Around the world in eighty days, like all those like classic ones that she, on the other hand, would have never seen. Yep. Like now, we can sit down and watch those. Um, there, the other thing that people are are really, really getting excited about is the original content mm-hmm. on here. Um, Disney knew for a fact they have everything that you could really love already. You know, you love the animated classics. You love the new animated versions. You love the Pixar stories. You love you love all that stuff. But they said, we want original content you've never seen before to draw you into this new service. And with that, you get some amazing uh, documentaries. Um, one, I don't know if you guys, and I want to touch on it really quick. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it. Um, Riley and I sat down and watched it today, and that was the Marvel Hero Project. Did you guys have a chance to look over that? that no. Oh, so here's the thing. Amazing story about amazing kids. Marvel comes in and they take um, children who are really just amazing, amazing kids and turn them into superheroes and give them their own comic book, right? So the first story is about a girl who was born um, only having one arm. And instead of, you know, uh, not, you know, uh, succumbing to adversity, she faces adversity and she goes and Jason, you would love this because she goes and she goes to this camp where she's almost becomes like an engineer slash imagineer. And instead of not having an arm, she creates a prosthetic uh, arm for herself. Mm -hmm. But instead of being an arm, it's a unicorn horn and it shoots glitter on the air. Nice. That's it's air compressed sure. and shoots glitter in the air. Nice. And so she goes back to school and she's got this thing. Well, her friends all go crazy for it. So she ends up on like Shark Tank and she ends up on um uh like Rachel Raisha, like all these things, right? And uh and, and so all of her friends are like, Well, we have two arms, but we want one too. Okay. So then she ends up creating this I'm I'm not trying to spoil this for anybody, it's it's great. She ends up creating this camp on her own. Okay. To, to to bring in other kids that maybe you know don't don't have you know ha- have these adversities that she went through dude it's fantastic it's like 20 minutes there's it's the first episode they're gonna do one each week check it out it's really cool and at the end she gets her you know her marvel her her, her comic book all about herself so dude you're you're like gonna make i'm, I'm crying now i can't I, I suppose it's, it's quite the tearjerker huh at the end it's great yeah riley and i are both I, you know what you know what grabbed me too is whenever you say documentary and a seven-year-old yep. Immediately, those it's like oil and water. Yeah, like oil. those two things do not go together. But the fact that Riley was stuck to the TV because, look, I mean, it's kids her age or around her age, and she she just she loved it. She loved every second of it, and she can't wait. Show me. She's like, I, oh, is there another one? I was like, no, not for another week. 
She goes, oh, well, let me know when it comes on so we can watch it together. Cool, man. Very cool. I'm, I'm stoked. Um, the next one I want to talk about is, and, and all right, before I do this, I want to ask you two this. Is there anything on Disney Plus that you can honestly look at and say, I have low expectations for? Or I don't really know how that's going to turn out? Um, geez. No, because I didn't go down that. I mean, I could go down like the animals of nature, but Disney always knocks it out of the park usually with those. Those Disney natures are some of our best. I used to love, I think it was Earth Day pretty much every year for the last couple of years they would release yeah. those. That was kind of like a family event. We would always go out and uh, and and watch those movies. So I'm looking forward to re-watching them because we used to watch them in the movie theater all the time. Uh, that's pretty cool. I, I have, I, I mean, I wouldn't say low expectation, but I kind of know what I'm getting when it comes to that. Um Encore, maybe some of the musicals. I'm, yeah. I'm not, you know, yeah. I'm not really a musical kind of guy. So I think if I had any low expectations, are probably on the bottom of my list to watch. That would probably be it. Well, I would. True, but there are people out there who love musicals. Yeah. They're like, Mike, you're out of your mind. Um, so I, I really like, you know, I, there's like Mike doesn't like musicals. I'm right there with you, Mike. Please don't. When I talk to you about going visiting you, and you're like, "Oh, we can go to Broadway and stuff like that," I'm, I'm you know, in the back of my mind, I'm like, "Oh yeah, uh, yeah, okay." Um, you know, there's there's definitely some documentaries I don't want to see. You know, awesome jazz hands, by the way, Justin. Thank you. Um, you I, know, I, like, was, I was trying to stand up. For I don't my know. In fellow. fact, I'm not even gonna call them out what I don't want to see. I'll agree with the musical one for sure, but. Um, but uh, there's so many that are incredible. Can I just say this, Justin? Let me just say this. The incredible <laughs> ones overshadow anything that I yes. would think that I, that I think would fall short. But you asked a question. Now, let me hear your answer. Okay. I'm going to give it to you because I've already seen it. And some people are going to scream at me. But The World According to Jeff Goldblum was not good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On, on my opinion, and I love Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum, but it was very forced. The, it was a thirty-minute show about sneakers. Uh, maybe it's just not my thing. You know what okay. I mean? Uh, it's just not. You know, I, I thought the world according Jeff Goldblum would be like big topics. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's the world. And if you put your first episode, which probably yours is your best episode, to be honest, like, and you do sneakers, sneakers, okay. But you know, okay. it to each his own. If you're a sneakerhead, you know, then I'm sure you'll love it. But uh, but yeah, I was that was the one of the ones I watched about 20 minutes, and Katie goes, "Can you turn this off?" I was like, yeah, <laughs> "Wow, we'll really? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah." So, but just that's that's my one. I had to ask it. Everything else is positive from here because we're gonna get into the Imagineering story and some of the documentaries they have. Mike, I am a huge uh, Disney documentary person. Some of my favorite documentaries of all time are on this service already. And uh, when we talk about um, Waking Sleeping Beauty, which is, if you haven't watched it, I've talked about it in previous episodes. A lot of people don't know the history of how Disney animation was almost gone forever and it was saved by a group of people um, who had a vision and, and really uh, uh, stuck true to it and brought you that really uh, great period in Disney animation that included Beauty and the Beast, The Lion King, you know, all the, all those great films, uh, Little Mermaid. So go watch that one. That is great. Um, there is, there is nothing more I can say than I was blown away by the Imagineering story. 
It was absolutely incredible. Uh, I got I I knew we wanted to talk about it in tonight's show, so I made sure I watched it. I will watch it at least two or three more times. If I can't watch it with the family all in one shot, I'll watch it separately with Sarah. I'll watch it separately with Laura. I'll watch it separately with Sammy. Uh, I'll watch it that many times. It was that good. If you haven't seen it, it's a must-watch. I am beyond excited to see as more and more of those episodes come about. I don't see how they'll be as good as this one was because it was definitely one of it was absolutely amazing. You know, if you're if you even like Disney, the parks, the history, or whatever it is, it is. It, it, put it this way: if you're listening to this podcast, this that's for you because that just puts the exclamation point on what Disney's about. We've talked about so many of those stories on our podcast that really. Gives you the visual if it just you know watching Walt talk and watching him you know interact with some of the other people it was just absolutely amazing I don't want to give anything away because it's it's worth you know investing your time into it but uh, Justin I know you loved it just as much am I right am I am I am I on point with this I so you know I'm a huge Disney uh, historian nerd I, I read a lot I I study a lot about Walt and his impact on not only the parks and, and people, but just society in general and the world and, and what people have taken from him to go and grow their own businesses and, and just not even not even on a large scale, but what people take from every day to to impact their personal lives. You know, a lot of people can look at what he did and and apply it to how you run your family or how you um you know, you and your spouse uh kind of interact with each other. A lot of the stuff I've seen but a lot of it was put in a new way and had uh, different narration and a lot of new interviews with people who had one-on-one uh, touch with Walt. You know, were, were there and 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 felt his impact and and helped mold his decision making, which was which was astonishing. Um, th- there was one one line or one one set of set of lines that really stuck out to me about this documentary. And we're not going to spoil anything because we we want you to go watch it. But at the end, um, there is a anchor on ABC News uh, nightly, and he's describing Walt, and he says, uh, to, to the effect of, this is not exact quote, but he says, "There's not Walt understood that there's not a lot of adults, uh, there's not of a lot of adults and kids, but there's a lot of, of a kid and an adult. And Walt was able to take that, and he was able to use that to, build this world and they actually used a word that immediately immediately put me back to our last episode and to you Jason that um um that it 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 took people out of their element and allowed them to what was the word you used last episode yep there you go it took people out of their element and the escapism that he provided people at the time was second to none and he says that Walt Disney did more for the health and the mental health of Americans than any and all uh, uh, psychiatrists combined in history because of what he allowed Americans to have. It just, it's an amazing story. And I love the fact, and I don't know what you guys feel about this, but I love the fact that it is a once a week story that will be told. Because if you binge something like that, you're going to miss it. Uh Like you can't take all that Uh in at once. You just can't. I mean, it's it's like the story and and behind the scenes and what people went through to create what we have. It's special. 
The uh, Mike, you you nailed it perfect. I, I was actually uh, you know thinking the same thing here when you said it. I'm like, well, uh, the, the, you put it perfectly. Where we've talked already, talked a lot of the stuff already on the show. So if you like the Walking with Walt, if you like the Disney Eights, because I think the Disney Eights are going to start popping up in these Imagineer ones too. Um, yep, this yep. is definitely uh, um, like when you said it brings a visual to it. Uh, this is um, this is very exciting. This is this is something where you know this is what this is where this comes in really handy is the new person to Disney because uh, man there was a lot of times where I would you know I I, I would listen to you and Mike talk and um, I'm just saying hypothetically you know if I'm new to Disney I'm kind of like I'm mm-hmm. welcomed into your little circle here I don't know who who are you talking about who is Bianca yeah. who 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 is all this thing i do want to end um uh, this little uh, my my part of this was how neat was it we had uh that one lady in their group who her grandpa was original day and he was in some yeah, of the footage cool. man some of the footage that was shown there so uh that was really cool that she shared that with us so you know i just ranted and raved about how awesome the imagineering episode was but there's one episode that I've watched, and I'm not kidding, four times already because the first time was the initial shock, and then the other three times were to get every detail I possibly could, and that was The Mandalorian. And, man, when I tell you, I had a high expectations for this, hoping that it was going to be good, and it it is amazing. Uh, I'm even excited because tomorrow, a few hours from now, the episode two is going to be dropped. As a matter of fact, I put the schedule of when the episodes are going to drop in our group. So people that are on our Facebook page can be able to see uh, as they drop. It's going to be a weekly series. Uh, awesome. Uh, absolutely amazing. Like I said, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but they, even if you're not a Star Wars person, just the character itself, the backstory that they're going to kind of give him, the uh, just just learning who this is because he's a new character. He's not somebody, it's not like when you watch the Solo movie and, you know, Han Solo, you kind of had to know the backstory. This is somebody who you're learning about their, uh, you know, the, these warriors. These are people that were part of the, you know, part of the Star Wars series, but you didn't really hear a lot about them. And um, what, an, what a great escape and what a great little sidebar to Star Wars. I am beyond excited for this. I can't wait to come home tomorrow and watch the uh, part episode chapter two. Uh, Mike, what was the time frame on this? When is this taking place in the Star Wars timeline? It was from what they said, from what from what I gathered and what I've read online. It's right after Return of the Jedi when Darth Vader gets killed, and between Darth Vader getting killed and I guess the birth of Kylo Ren. So it's between those episodes. Um, they make a comment in it, and it, you know, like I said I'm not giving anything away uh, because it's part of what the timeline is. And he goes to pay the bounty hunter in, you know, goes to pay him in credits, mm-hmm. and uh, they were they were imperial credits. And he says, "Well, the empire has fallen. You know, those are no good." And he says, "Well, they still spend. You know, they're still worth something." But uh, it's apparently that time frame where uh, you know Darth Vader's gone, and the new Kylo Ren will be coming soon. So it's kind of between those movies. Justin, did you get a chance to see this yet? I did, you know what? And I have the three of us. I'm probably the least. Uh, what's I'm, I'm the I'm, I love Star Wars, but I it's I'm the, I love it the least out of the three okay. of us. Um, and I know the story, the basic story, but to really get grab into major detail in the story, I I probably know it the least. Um, I loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. I I sat in bed last night. I had full intentions of going to bed early. And I grabbed my iPad and I threw my headphones in and I put it on and I was hooked, man, from the, 
from from the first five minutes. I mean, it grabbed me, and I like the fact that they made the character likable, even though he shouldn't mm-hmm. be. You know what I mean? Like, I you know, I'm not gonna give you spoilers away, but but and then the ending to the first episode. What? Yeah, mm. very cool. You got to go watch mm-hmm. it right now. Yeah, that's uh, that was I had was not expecting that. In fact, um, our good friend Kevin Kessler was uh, made a comment on uh, one of his Facebook posts, and it was something to the nature of. Um, you know, I can't believe people don't have enough class not to spoil this, you know? Yeah. Once I read that, man, I went social media black. and you had to. And then I yeah. was like, I don't want it. Because, man, there's nothing worse than something like that being ruined, you know? Well, and that's a big ruin, too. It's a horrible. It's just, you're just a nasty person if you're that person that, and I'm not even, a, I mean, look, I'm not even going to pull any punches back. That's just nasty. Uh, one of the finding, I mean, uh, seriously, one of the biggest moments in, in media in my media history, in my life, was um, when the new when the Star Wars came back, and you know, here's a spoiler alert, but it's been out forever. Uh, when when um, Han Solo was was killed, right? Um, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, sorry, dude. Sorry. What? But I was in the first viewing of the first theater because that would have been horrible if somebody would have ruined that for me. So because I was just like, what? Are you kidding me? So um, yeah, you're you're just kind of a you're kind of a turkey man if you're uh, one of those guys that likes to throw out the um, the spoilers. In fact, me and my kid almost went rounds because he he uh, went to spoil <laughs> something. Do you remember this. that, dude? I was so mad. I, I was remember gonna, this? I was going to sell like him a on year eBay. Ago. I was mad. Oh, I was mad. I was like, <laughs> dude, you're going on eBay. I'm putting you up for sale. I was mad. He spoiled. What was that? I remember that was like a it year was ago. The Infinity Wars, wasn't it? He did. That's he spoiled right. the Infinity Wars for me. He's like, "Hey, Dad, you know, blah blah blah." And I was like, "And even my mom, even my mom, even my wife, um, she already bought tickets for me." And she was like, "Parker, why would you do that?" He's like, "What?" And I was like, "That's it. You're for sale. I got one son now. <laughs> Pack your crap. What? Like, oh, oh yeah. We went rounds, man. We went. Uh, he. I remember never make you that. called Mike and I both. You're like, I was, you're not gonna believe I this. Was so mad. <laughs> oh, I was so mad. But anyways, he will. Let's look. He had That's a life funny, lesson. Man. I'm glad he learned it with me and didn't get beat up by some. 34-year-old nerd who lives with his parents still on some Star Wars. I threatened your son one time, and you now you always bring me up in that. Okay, I got you. Um, can, can we, before we get into the question I want to ask both of you, um, the Mandalorian was fantastic. It's not the greatest thing, Star Wars, that Disney brought to, uh, Disney Plus <laughs> brought to the Star Wars family. Um, you know, there's nothing like taking one of the greatest cinematic accomplishments of all time in a new hope and and adding to it because that's what things need is constantly being added to and george lucas says if you would like to use my product uh you know i would really like to make this one change and they say sure george come on in let's uh let's have you in to make a change and it's the classic it's not like they said hey just some random scene in the middle of new hope no 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 it's the classic scene of who shot first han or greedo so they're sitting there, Han and Greedo are having their, their normal normal debate, and as as Star Wars fans are watching, they realize there's a new scene now in the movie on Disney Plus. And Han gets ready to uh to talk to Greedo, and then it cuts to Greedo and he goes, Ma clunky. And then the, the blaster fires. One it may be the greatest moment in cinematic history for me because it is absolutely the worst edition 
to any movie ever. Have you seen it? And have you seen the the outrage online? No, no, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's terrible. But I am ordering that shirt that's on our website. That I made? That you made. <laughs> Han shot first. McClunky. I thought you were drinking yesterday. I thought you were partaking in some after. And I'm like, what is he I mean, doing with this right, shirt? But... And I'm like, what? And then and I'm, I'm like, what's McClunky? What, what did he spell this wrong? What is going on here? So then I Google it. And all of a sudden, my Google went crazy. with, And I'm like, it's he's viral, on to something yeah. here. And I look at it and I'm like, oh. It's so bad. You can tell they took a scene and just zoomed in on Greedo's face. And he, Jason, he literally, right before the blaster fires, just goes, McClunky. It is awful. Why? Why? What George Lucas needs to just go Go away. away, man. Take your billions, go buy an island. You know what? Create a galaxy's edge on your own little private island and go McClunky all night long, man. I'm telling you right now. Wow. Anyways. Dude, it's was, bad. Th- th- anyway. There was a couple little threads on that saying that they've used that word in other Star Wars thing that that in certain languages means uh, your time is up or they've used it in uh, the pod race or something like that. I don't know, man. Absolutely unnecessary. Not happy about it, but... Whatever, Han was the only one that shot to begin with, and then they had to add the Guido shot, and but whatever. I guess you know it was such just a weird addition, like for one line and for it to be McClunky. Ugh, all just awful. Um, we're getting up against it, guys. So I want to ask you all. I, you know, when we talked about doing this episode, mm-hmm. everyone's talking Disney Plus right now. We want to be a little different. You know, we always want to be put in our our input on what we would add to uh, to Disney Plus, and I, I put it out to both of you, I think yesterday. I said, uh, you know, if you could add any documentary to Disney Plus, you can come up with it. It's your topic. It's whatever you want, um, you know, that you, you think the Disney community would enjoy. Uh, what would you add and, and why? I want to see, and I've kind of mentioned it before on other podcasts, I want to see a where are they now when it comes to old ride attractions. I want to see some of the old decor some of the old uh you know where is that redhead from the pirates of the caribbean ride where are the the animatronics that were on the great movie ride where is all of that stuff you know did they just scrap it did they throw it in a dumpster somewhere or all the ride vehicles somewhere in a warehouse is it one of those big you know warehouses where there's just tons and tons and tons of props I would love to see a behind-the-scenes documentary on how they, dis- how they, you know, we've seen how they assemble rides, how they assemble rides. You know, do they do it with class? Do they do it, or they just come in with that a wrecking ball right. and just start taking a hammer at everything? You know, do they take some of the stuff and donate it, maybe to a children's hospital or whatever the case is? Uh, that's what I want to see. I'd love to see a documentary on once the ride is gone. You know, what happens to that stuff? Yeah, very cool. Ooh, that's interesting. Very fun. Yeah, because there's, there's, we know we talked about the warehouse before. To spend time in a Disney warehouse would be, oh heaven, amazing. Well, and the closest thing we used to get was a great movie right. ride, right? Yeah, or not the great, or, or, or the backstage, back, back yeah. the backlot tour, yeah, backlot yeah. tour, yep. So it's like, ugh, yeah, that that would be incredible. Jay, what about you, buddy? I'm gonna kind of, you know, I, it's, a lot of people are gonna probably just turn their nose up to my idea, but I would really find it interesting if they would. Um, I I want to see when a park is built. 
how it affects the geography of the surrounding areas, like the cities. Ooh, the, that's interesting. Yeah, I would like to see, you know, it's like talk to the hotel guests that, is not affiliated with Disney, but, you know, is, is, you know, do a lot of these companies when this happened, is it this, um, ah, this fulfilling symbiotic monetary relationship that can be built, you know, like, all right, yeah, I'm the holiday Inn. um, how much, you know, my revenue went up a thousand percent when they stuck in Disney world, Tennessee, you know what I mean? It's, uh, so I would like to know, you know, like the before and after of, of you know, what, how much did the population change? You know, how, how, how fast did Anaheim go from Disneyland farms to Disneyland City? You know, does it, you know, 10,000 a year or, what, you know, just still even in Hong Kong and stuff like that. How, how did it affect the surrounding areas? Of course, it's, it's not going to be a negative thing. I would like it if they would be honest about it. But, you know, did it bring in a ton of revenue that actually, you know, people were like, wow, this is really a blessing. You know, or is there another side of it where like, wow, you know, this was my my family's farm and I didn't agree with it. But, you know, I I don't know. It's uh, I I would like an unbiased documentary about that. Well, getting back to the Imagineering story, Mike, there's a great part in that where they talk about everyone thought Walt was crazy for choosing Anaheim Mm -hmm. because all it was was orange groves all over the place. I mean, there was nothing there. It was orange grove farms everywhere. And the the funny part is um, with the Jungle Cruise. They brought in a lot of trees and stuff like that, but they also left the orange trees. And at night, people would have to go pick the oranges so that way it didn't look like an orange tree oh, on the Jungle Cruise. Oh, that's because funny. Because they didn't yeah. take place in the Amazon, sure, right? Sure, sure. But they needed that because they didn't have the money at the time to to buy trees. Yep. I mean, they were way over, like three times over budget. And they didn't have the money. And so they were literally going to people's yards and taking trees they didn't want out of yards. Oh, Okay. All right. They put a, they put an ad in the paper and said, "Hey, if you don't want a tree in your yard, we'll come get it." And then they were planning on the Jungle Cruise. Nice. Um, nice. But anyway, and then Orlando doesn't exist without Walt Disney World. Yeah, you're right. Zero, zero. You know my documentary, and I thought about this for a long time because there's a lot of things I'd like to see, and I always go back to Walt Disney World. But but you know I I think I have to go to Disneyland if I want a a, doc, a true documentary, and um. I want to go. I, I want a documentary just based on the different buildings of Main Street USA and and Walt Disney. So why do we have a firehouse and and Walt's in, uh, um, um, ties to the firehouse? Why do we have you know uh, uh, the confectionery? Why do we have why do we have these buildings that we have? Um, that is something that I love because Walt's whole vision was that he wanted to tell a story of. You know the Americana of celebrating the American family and the American way of life, and and that's why we have the the flag retreat at five p.m. every day. That's why we have all these things. Um, I I would absolutely put it on um, Main Street USA, and even include when you go through each building the the windows and who the windows are dedicated to. That's a really, really cool aspect to uh, to dive into because now you're talking about Imagineers, you're talking about cast members, you're talking about people who helped build Disneyland, and that's what I would love to see. And you know what's funny? We put it out to the Disney family of what would you want to see and what's your take on the uh, the new Disney Plus that has come to your to your TVs, and they did not fail. They a bunch and bunch and bunch of them put their ideas on. But overall, before we dive through just a couple of these, overall, their main thing was 
They want to see more about the history of the parks and the history of Walt Disney. Did you guys have a chance to go through those? I did. I did. I, one of the other things that I saw people wanted, and I kind of agree with them too, live streaming. Yeah, what's your take on that? Like a 24-hour Main Street cam? Yeah. I mean, so you don't have to worry about the league, the legal aspect of it because once you once you buy your ticket, part sure. of the legal aspect of a ticket is that you are you are giving up the right of being right. filmed. That's like going into it's like going so, into a major league baseball park. We have the same thing, right? Same you, you thing. Know, you could be on TV, right? right? You're in a, right. So I I would love it, especially think about if they did. <clears throat> the only thing about having one standing stream is that we live in a society now of quick cuts. Like if you watch videos now on YouTube, it's quick cuts. It's it's cuts at like eight ten seconds, right? I I would love if every ten minutes they went to a different part of Disney parks. So like every ten minutes, so yeah, you have Main Street USA, and then ten minutes later it just randomly cuts to Animal Kingdom, looking down towards Everest, and then ten minutes later it cuts towards Hollywood Studios, just looking at Hollywood Boulevard, Boulevard, you know, stuff like that. Jay, what's your take on on live streaming the parks? <sighs> I don't know, man. man I'm really I'd love kind of, to see the. Yeah, I'm kind of indifferent on it. And, and here's, I, a, like a 24 hour live stream. Well, 24 hours, but like you know, a park open, park close. Um, I don't know, man. I, I, I kind of like. I don't. If I'm down there as a guest in the park, I kind of just don't want to be broadcasted everywhere. I kind of want to feel safe in my own little area, if that makes sense. I don't want Big Brother and Peeping Tom's watching me the whole time. I don't know though, man. I think it would be pretty cool to be able to just look down the mainstream because no one's looking particularly for you. You know if what I mean? Um, if it's not, I mean, look, if it's not like a weird camera, like you know, mounted on top of you know, cigar, cigar Joe on, uh, you know, I don't think they're going to put it just on your bench, but like, just yeah, like, so I mean, mount it low uh, and it's up just the nose up shot. At Jason. I don't, you know, that's the last thing I don't want. You know, I'm sitting here like nobody's looking. I can go ahead and just flick or flick something, but um. I don't know Main Street if it's right on top. I mean, don't they already have that? Don't they already have live streams of no. down Main Street? Well, they do for the fireworks sometimes, and they do for like parades sometimes, stuff like that. But it's rare. Once a month mm-hmm. or so, they do something like that. Yeah, I mean, if it's not that personal of a webcam, it's just you know throw it up on top of the train station, and I mean I, that's fine. Whatever. You're not going to lose anything, right? No, 100%. You're on um, camera there more times you know, than you know you're about. I mean, you, yeah, but you're not on camera for everybody else, of though. Of course, of course. And you're not being recorded either. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, Dan Rossi said the Imagineering story was the first thing I watched. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Dan. I was I was right there, too, and, and people were going back and forth about it. Uh, Shay Jones was talking about, he said Noel's the first thing he watched. I'm interested to watch that. We put up our Christmas decorations here last week, so we are in Christmas mode, but we'll wait till Christmas movies until I after. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, Noel. Yeah, that's, well, the, that's the a new great one. one. Thank you for reminding me, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, supposedly there's like 24 different Christmas movies on. I love that, like the Santa Claus, Home Alone, all kind. There was stuff that Disney owns that I didn't realize they owned until Dis- Disney Plus came mm-hmm. out, too. So that's new. Um a lot of people just talking about they love them loving the um, uh, uh, imagining story. Amy Miller uh, Tado um, is the one who said her grandpa was an original Parks mm-hmm. employee, and she's also the one guys who um, created the great um, Haunted Mansion yes. swim trunks that we were wearing on the Disney Ads podcast cruise. So if you're looking for that, get a hold of Amy and she'll uh, she'll hook you up with some swim trunks there. Um, 
guys, everyone, it was funny scrolling down through because a lot of people were talking about that, but a couple people did say they really are one. They uh, either really want to, or have seen lady and the tramp. And they, one person said it was their, the best uh, anime or live action movie that they've done so far. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but that's a bold statement. That's a very bold we statement. We almost watched that the other night with the kids, but we're going to save that for the weekend. Um, are you guys... I know some, one of the things people are looking forward to most is the um, uh, uh, a day of, like with a cast member. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's coming to where you get... I think they did like 65 or 70 different cast members um, spending like what a day is with them. That's coming very, very soon. So that's going to be um, that's gonna be very good. Um, Robert Parker put out something for me that uh really hit home and he said for the fact of i've loved disney plus um it's and and the fact about documentary that it's incredibly nostalgic but that there's so much good stuff that he has to watch it with his family or with his wife and if he doesn't then she'll kill him (laughs) and dude i get it man it's hard to watch things without your spouse like you you know what i mean or your or your family you want to watch this stuff so it's hard to get through all this um, can I? Can we just visit this whole? Because uh, I'm kind of having a change of heart about this whole. Um, after reading um, Evan Landre's comment about yeah. live streaming, you know, yeah, you know, th- when you put it like that, man, it really does make sense. Maybe to just have that on in the background, because yeah. you know, a lot of people aren't going to be able to have the chance to even go down to Main Street ever. I mean, is it? I mean, I guess it's or they go like three or five times a year, and that's that's it. You know, that's you know, that's I mean, that's all of our happy spot. I mean, Main Street USA. I mean, all three of us could grab hands and skip down the middle of that, and all be in joy. Is which it you know oddly I'm comfortable doing that with you guys. So just just saying. Well, wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> it's just not been that Main Street. Sober, sober, <laughs> sober. Um, but no, you know that that is actually that would be actually pretty incredible. How nice would that be to just throw that up on the projection screen and just have like a, a six or an eight foot. Um, drop behind you with that playing. That would be kind of neat. Or, or even a yeah, or even 100%. a bad day at work. You know, you have your you know you're at work, you're at your computer, and you know what? You just want to escape for a couple moments and just throw it on there and just you know take in that moment and just say you know what? It's you know it'll get better. We'll be there sooner or later. Well, and they just overlay it with Disney music, so you could just put it on the background. You have Disney music mm-hmm. going on. You know, it's it's perfect. So, um, I for me, guys, look before we close up on Disney Plus for me. I had doubts, um, not not major doubts, but I had doubts of the rollout. I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was as smooth as it could have imaginably been and even better. I love the content. There's more content than I even expected. I, I went down the rabbit hole like we talked about of seeing what movies were there that I never expected to be. Um, guys, this is the start to a new um, passion for a lot of Disney fans. When you look at the newest generation... And you look at the way they can, um, you know, at the touch of a touch of a, a finger with their with their phone, have access to things that we didn't growing up to. This only means that the Disney brand is going to grow from here. So Disney Plus for me gets an A plus, um, and uh, I I don't I don't I could not see it going any better the first week it's been out. Oh, I agree. Yeah, it was okay. You know, this episode we were talking a lot about some amazing things we got to watch on the Disney Plus. Uh, There was one video that 
wasn't on Disney Plus. Surprisingly, it wasn't because it was, you know, that kind of quality, you know, movie experience. And uh, it was it was a video that was production was on point. And that was someone from our Disney family. And that was our good friend, Scott Zobel. And even though we don't normally do uh, videos of Picks of the Week, Scott, you're going to bring us into my favorite thing every week. And that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Justin, since you were part of the uh, star of Scott's video, why don't you go first? All right, let me go ahead and say this, that uh, I didn't know you were going to intro like that, but well done, perfectly. It's like we're two two brains in one. Uh, we're brothers because my pick of the week is Scott Zobel this week, and uh, he is talking about his buddy. Guys, I don't do this very often, but I'm going to actually read some of this post because... Dylan, I know I know Dylan personally. Um, he was on the Disney House Podcast Cruise. We have hung out together. We have uh, ridden water slides. We've done all this. He's a great, great kid. I mean, the kid is just fantastic. My son Dylan turns 10 today, uh, making him a Disney adult, which is always sad for us because the prices go up and our kids are getting a little bit older. Um he said a little bit about my budding Disney historian this morning. He woke up early to make uh, help me make waffles and proceeded to give me a dissertation on the Disney Happy Birthday song you hear around the parks, mentioning its origins in Mickey's Birthday Land, which is replaced by Mickey Starland and eventually Mickey's Toontown Fair, before being scrapped for New Fantasyland. Dylan, I want to say to you, buddy, happy, happy birthday, and always keep that imagination going. Always keep that spirit of wanting to learn more going. And I uh, I really do appreciate you and your family um, on uh, on today, your 10th birthday, buddy. And I, actually, while I'm doing this, I have to give another huge shout-out to my buddy Emmett. Um, Dylan and Emmett, who were cruise buddies, um, both were on Disney, the podcast cruise, share a birthday. Emmett, Rossi, it is your 10th birthday today, too. So happy birthday to you, too, bud. Happy birthday, boys. Yeah, not only happy birthday, but you mentioned about keeping the magic alive and everything. Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you, to have dads like Dan and Scott. Um, oh, they're I, amazing. I, look, I think you got it made. Two great guys. Those, those videos. Oh, those guys. Those guys are <laughs> Those guys are just, I mean, they're so active. And, you know, what people don't realize is sometimes we have little private conversations. You know what I mean? And they're just, they're just such amazing guys. But uh, anyways, happy birthday, boys! And uh, I hope you—I hope you guys had an incredible, incredible day. One second, can I just throw this out there? Why are you guys, Mike and Jason, and I'm the other one? That's how everybody refers to you as the other one. Oh, okay, gotcha. What are you talking about? And, and what do you mean the other in one? Scott's, in Scott's video, that? you didn't see it, dude. Dude, did you miss like, this? You're like you're you are. When it comes to Scott Zobel and Dan Rossi, Justin, you are the butt of their joke all the you time. You just left it at butt. <laughs> and 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 the thing is, and it's in such it's in such it's not even tenacious or mean. It's in such fun humor the way that they do it, where it's uh, it's like brothers rubbing each other's ribs. I, I love it. I love watching hey. the kids the kids go at it. It's uh, if I yeah, it's good. Can I tell you guys something? Uh, it's only here though. Don't don't let anybody know. All right. Uh, no nobody. Nobody. I prank dial both of them at nights. <laughs> they don't know it's me. I prank dial them. I star I star four one one that thing, and they, boom, every night, oh. and they always wake up going, "Who is it?" And then, it's not me. Just like that. Okay. All right. 
I won't tell them. I they won't, won't know. Them, right? Don't tell anybody that. They won't know. They won't know. Okay. They won't know. Yeah. They won't know at all. <laughs> so I'm gonna go. Let me go, guys. Hey, Matt Lewis had a couple posts. Um, and I, and actually, I'm not even gonna pick his post itself. I'm gonna pick well, one of the comments that he had underneath. And that was a picture of daughter and wife. And someone got to drive at Tomorrowland Speedway. How fun. That's such a fun milestone. And, man, I tell you what, I've got some great, great stories and great memories of when the kids were younger. And I and I do air quotes drive on Speedway. Uh, one, one in particular was when my parents were down with me. My son was driving. My oldest son was driving Grandma. And they were in front of me, and all I could see was Grandma's head getting smacked back and forth, just boom, 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 just like she was a doll. So uh, it was a lot of fun. It was uh, great. And, uh, Matt, thank you for sharing that picture. Very cool. Uh, My pick of the week is going to be Jill Hughes. And Jill Hughes is down in Epcot right now, enjoying everything that is food and wine. The kids were enjoying the Remy Scavenger Hunt, which is great. Uh, They're Definitely indulging in some ice cream and some donuts while the parents are having a few cocktails. And we've all partaken in that. And we love doing that during food and wine. And Jill, you have my pick of the week. Amazing, amazing pictures this week. And talk about, hey, you know what? We have to stop. We we have to give some love to Chris Masterakis. Who oh, had buddy. an incredible Yes, and Chris, you were you were not an afterthought, brother. You you just uh, we just talked to you so much that I didn't even think about you. But I'm scrolling down. I'm like, this guy was sat there and took us not only in private chat, but on the group, took us on an amazing journey with him and his family. And uh, what a great time! Uh, thank you, Chris, for uh, you know, for doing that, man. It was great, dude. I, I you almost Chris is like a brother. So you you know he Chris is like the little brother. We love him to death. But we rib him all the time, and we, you know, <laughs> and, he, we just, we and Chris is just such a good-hearted guy. He's like, He's well, so you know, it is what it is, and and yeah. Uh, but we only hang out with Chris because his family's so great. That's the problem. Well, and he know? and he feeds you good too. I'm just being. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, just, they, oh, I, you, wanna, I could tell you stories oh, about food at the Master. I want one of those Greek wedding never, things that he does oh, that's going on here. It's, but it's silly. Yeah, um, I got I got to give a huge shout out to you before we close up. Um, to Adam Austin, um, I know I know you guys are uh, going through some stuff right now um, with uh, little one being in the hospital and and but it looks like you're having a great time with Legos and kind of keeping that positive attitude. So we'll be thinking about you and uh, I hope everything is on the up uh, upswing here for you guys. Uh, Adam Adam is uh, I, I want to make one quote here is or I, I want to say one thing here about Adam. Um, Adam is uh, one of those guys that uh, he'll he'll hit me in a private text or he'll send me an email once in a while. And uh, he's such a genuine, nice guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I hope everything is going good there. You know, we had some great, amazing pictures that we talked about on our, you know, on our Facebook group. We have a great active group. Uh, you know, Justin, why don't you tell them how they can be part of our group? You know, there's the one thing we love about doing this. So this episode has been a lot of fun because we've done a lot of historical episodes in the past couple weeks. But this episode was... It's a conversation between the three of us of what we really think about Disney+. And what our Facebook group is, is a conversation within our Disney family of your lives and of your Disney passion. So um, there, we, we love seeing you there. But we also love seeing you on our other social medias, Twitter, Instagram. We love getting your emails. We love getting your phone calls. Guys, you can get all that information at www.disneydadspodcast.com. 
Um, you can also find all of our shows, past, present. Look, if you have not checked out the Disney 8, or if you have not checked out the uh, Walking with Walt show, and you love the Imagineering documentary, then you are missing out. That is hours of entertainment for you to listen to, to where it is dedicated to the history of Disneyland and Walt Disney. So go check those out. Um, also, we want to hear from you. We love getting your phone calls. We love getting your voicemails. Give us a call. Let us know what you think about Disney Plus at 317-WDW-DADS, 317-939-3237. Leave us a voicemail. Send us a text message. We would love to make you a part of our next Disney Dads podcast show. Uh, Look, one more thing I asked every week. I am going to uh, ask you to pick up your phone. Go to iTunes right now. And slap us five stars, guys. If you if you're liking the show and you are enjoying what we're doing, that is the simplest uh, high five you can give to us is by slapping us five stars. Um, also, you can go over if you want to become part of our patron family. Who is look? Our patron family is amazing. They're the ones. They're the reason that we can do this because we do it commercial free. We don't go and and sell commercials. We do this commercial free, and that way we can do this for you guys. Uh, so you can join our patron family. That link is on our website as well. Uh, I think I've hit it all, guys. What uh, what else am I missing here? Anything? No, no. I had a dentist appointment today. I forgot to tell you guys that. Did you? How'd it go? I haven't had a cavity in 25 years. You've never had a cavity? Not in 25 years. When I was younger, I did, but I never never get cavities, man. My teeth are always rocking. I, I get cavities intentionally. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> no. no uh, you know, nothing. Uh, please tell me. Please I do tell it me. Just to, I do it just to spite my father-in-law because he's a dentist. <laughs> okay. But you get free dental, man. That's right. Make him work. Free dental. I took I took one of his daughters off his hand. He's gonna. It's like that's like my uh, dowry. What do they do? Like they give you uh, dowry. That's like my dowry. I'm like work for it, <laughs> old man. <laughs> Anyways, uh, listen. Uh, my closing words. I just want to say, guys, have have an amazing week. Uh, like I always say, every every time. I really sincerely mean that. Have uh, have an incredibly safe weekend. And uh, do everybody, do everybody a service and be the reason that you make somebody else smile. Yeah, guys, you know, we talked about a lot at the Disney Plus this week. You know, the great thing about that is you can spend some family time, you know, with your significant other, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your, 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 your mom, your dad, your kids. It'll be make for some couch time and some much needed family time and some much needed time to just kind of kick back, relax and enjoy yourself. So everybody who hasn't subscribed, subscribe to the Disney Plus and really kick back, enjoy and uh, take it easy. Guys, I'm going to leave you with uh, how much we appreciate you. We appreciate your um, your input to not only the shows, but also to being a part of the Disney Dads podcast family. Uh, thank you, guys. Um, we've been doing this over two years now, and we have no end uh, in sight. We want to keep doing this for a long time, and it's because of you guys that we do this. So uh, we appreciate you all. And, uh, fellas, until next week, I want to say one thing. McClunky. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> From Mike, Justin, and myself, we want to say thank you. And remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. 
And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder... And that's a wrap. My monkey. This has been YDF Media Productions.